This episode, we're pleased to be joined by Oivan from Todd and Karen Music. Check them out on Facebook at Todd and Karen Music. You can find them on YouTube, on Instagram at todd.karen.music. You can find them on Breaking Tunes at breakingtunes.com backslash Todd Karen. And check them out on Amazon Music, among other places. This episode, we present an analysis and discussion of our favorite creepy songs that remind us of the horror master Stephen King. We do not own the rights to any of this music, but it is our honor to analyze and discuss as it relates to Stephen King's use of music throughout his novels, television series, and movies. Remember, this show is made possible by listeners like you. You can support us on Venmo at Bigfoot UFO. And now, on with the show. We are now officially live. We are All Thing Unexplained. We're a top 25 podcast somehow on the science charts, just because they don't have a paranormal chart. (laughs) We were nominated for a People's Choice Podcast Award. We're listened to in over 50 countries. Here's Larry. Unexplained. Hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. Hey, everybody, all of our unexplained ones out there. This is CJ Derringer. Welcome to our podcast. We are very excited today. We've got Oyvind here with us from the pop group Todd and Karen. He'll be joining us. We're missing Smitty. He's very committed to that day job of his as a teacher out there educating young minds, but we'll have him back for another podcast soon. And today, we have a musical ode to Stephen King, <laughs> the great, the legendary, the terrifying, the twisted Stephen King. So, Tim, tell me, how did we land on this as a topic? So, we landed on this as a topic because, one, Stephen King is in our all things unexplained pantheon of gods, right? So, the Greeks <laughs> had their gods, and all things unexplained has their, their pantheon of extraordinary figures, and he's in it, of course. And Stephen King is known for just peppering his works, his movies, his books, his TV shows with musical references. And, you know, we were lucky enough to meet up with Oyvind from the Norwegian band, Todd and Karen. Oyvind, thanks for joining us. And Pleasure to be here. Thanks. Also, man, we said, man, what a perfect opportunity to go over a musical tribute with a special musical guest. So, on with the show, Stephen King, here we go. So we kind of went, you know, if it's creepy, if it's spooky, if it's paranormal, then it falls into our ode to Stephen King. Basically anything we want to put in there. 
<laughs> I had to reach out for some help on this one because as you know, I am not into um, spooky or creepy or terrifying or horrifying or anything of that nature. I got a little creative with my answers, but I did reach out to some friends on Facebook and got a few extras as well. So I'll be sharing a couple of those today, but even we want to hear from you. You're the, you're the musical knowledgeable person on this show. I know nothing, but <laughs> you know music. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about what you came up with for your list. Right. So let's dive right into it. Um, my number five is my favorite band. And I think everybody's favorite band, uh, The Beatles. Ah. It's a track called uh, Free as a Bird. You might know that. Um, it's from 1995 from the anthology series. When The Beatles um, rejoined well, the, the, the three surviving Beatles joined forces and made new music on top of John's voice. And it's got this kind of haunting quality to it. Because it's on a cassette tape and it's like the ghost of John Lennon flows in and out. And um, also kind of spooky or eerie. Um, John said, if I ever die, I'll send you uh, a, s a small signs in the form of white feathers and after the session here uh, John, uh, sorry, George, Paul and Ringo went out to click a photo and just as they clicked the photo a white peacock photobombed them and Paul McCartney said really? that's John you know yeah. oh my Google goodness. that and you see the photo wow yeah. I had never heard that story before that's wild <laughs> yeah so that's my number five, Free as a Bird. That's a good story. This is Free as a Bird by the Beatles. And I have to admit, CJ, I'm a little embarrassed to admit, and I'm a Beatles fan, but probably not the biggest Beatles fan. But I, when I first saw Oivin name this on his list, I was like, did he mean Leonard Skinner and Free Bird? <laughs> <laughs> It's my honorable mention that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, free as a bird. That's a good one, Oida. Yeah, very good one. I feel like any musical list, you've got to have the Beatles in there somewhere, right? Yeah, definitely. Probably so. CJ? What's your number five? Oh, my turn. Okay. So or my number should, five. Actually, we're going to work in some honorable mentions later. So I think we should just dive into your number five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sounds good. So my number five actually was brought to me by a friend on Facebook when I asked for suggestions. My friend Megan in Wilmington had listed um, a, a Beethoven song. She listed Moonlight Sonata. And I thought, what? how could that possibly be haunting? And then as I started to listen to it, I could see how this song could be used in a very sort of world ending scene in a movie or just everything is coming crashing down around you. Life as you know it is ending. The song is actually quite haunting. And I thought, okay, I've got to throw that on my list. That's got to be in there. It's beautiful, but you could see haunting if you came at it from the right direction. Oh yeah, Moonlight Sonata for sure. It kind of has that Phantom of the Opera vibe going. Yeah. I was totally picturing just like explosions and 
buildings falling down <laughs> and all in slow motion with like one person standing there. Maybe I should be a director. Yeah, that that reminds me of a, actually a scene straight out of Die Hard, my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is so haunting. And you know, that song from Phantom of the Opera is on a lot of Halloween list. I think this, this should be on there too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Megan, for that suggestion. Thanks, Megan. All right. So my number five in our ode to Stephen King. I'm just going to let it start playing here before I talk about it. That one, thing, one of the things I love about this song, song Oivan, is as soon as it starts playing from note one, like the very instant it comes on, boom, you know it. Everybody knows it and i don't i don't think many songs can lay claim to that let me find my number five where are you here we go <laughs> <laughs> so you know it already right mm -hmm. it's just like a few licks and boom you got it <laughs> How can you not dance too? So <laughs> Someone said someone named Allison Party Vokey has commented This is dad CJ <laughs> <laughs> We can't hear the music. Well, I can hear it. CJ can hear it. Oh, Evan can hear it. It is faint. It is very faint, I'll be honest. Very faint. Let me see what I can... That's better. Is that better, Mom and Dad? <laughs> so I may have to replay the, the first two songs or edit them on the back end for the podcast. Thanks for that, Ms. Vokey or Larry. Thank you. So this song, what does it have to do with Stephen King? So it actually has to do with CJ too and Ms. Vokey and Larry. Th th thumbs up from longtime listener Allison Party Vokey. Thank you. So this song is actually in, Chris, uh, in CJ's namesake movie. Christine. Oh. So right at the beginning of Christine, as it's so interesting, so all these classic cars are not classic because it's a time period piece, right? But they're all rolling off the assembly line. I'm picturing this this auto plant in Detroit, Michigan, right? And they're all rolling off, and it's like one white car after another. And then for some reason, all of a sudden, there's this red, you know, apple red car. And, and, and all the others are white. And it's like, what is going on here? And this is the very beginning of the movie. And they're literally assembling the car. And a guy was like, has his hand up under the hood while he's looking at something around the headlights, right? And then they, they zoom in on the hood of the car. And he just snaps it down right on top of the guy's hand. <laughs> so it's like, from the very beginning, we have a demon-possessed car. 
Best and that's what my parents king. named me after. Thank you. Yeah. And a demon possessed host. <laughs> so for those that don't know, CJ is short for Christine Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> so my number five, Bad to the Bone by George Thorogood. Straight out of Christine. Sorry, CJ. All good. <laughs> well, let's throw it back to Oyvan then. What is your number four? So my number four is a very British song um, called Ghost Town by The Specials. I don't know how well known that is uh, stateside, but it's uh, that's one of the songs. If you put it on over here, everybody knows it from the first chords. <laughs> and um, it's just got this really eerie, spooky chord progression. And um, lyrically, I can throw in another literary reference. I wouldn't say it's got a lot to do with Stephen King, but it's a bit Dickensian, if you want. Oh. If you like, uh, it's like um, the ghost of the past and the ghost of the future because it's about um, youth in Britain losing their future, basically. So it's, it's from the Thatcher years. But uh, the music, is, it's like the music you would imagine at a fairground where the ghosts are taking over. Oh, that's a great description. <laughs> that's a great description. All right, let's turn it up a little bit. It really is. It really does sound like ghosts running a fairground. Very spooky. Dare I say that it's like a Jamaican ghost vibe? <laughs> yeah. In, Coven in Coventry. <laughs> you say, Oivin, as soon as that comes on in the UK, people, people know this? Yeah, that was, that was a big kit. Oh, I've never heard it. Never heard it. Oh. <laughs> Rock out. That really is a good one. Yes, it is. That needs to be more popular in America. <laughs> Maybe starting today, we've set a new trend. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, my number four is another one of those songs that anybody here certainly knows it. And um, for me, growing up, my family would listen to this song all the time. It's by the Eagles, Hotel California. And when I hear it, I still think of family vacations and being on the lake and being on the boat and everybody just relaxed and singing it. And as a kid, I didn't think anything about the lyrics. And then as I got older and you start listening to it, you go, what on earth is actually happening in this song and the eagles themselves have given lots of explanations for it but it just feels like one of those songs where you're just trapped in something that you asked for but now you can't get out of it and it's torture <laughs> but hotel california by the eagles and of course i feel like this song is responsible for one of the those iconic lines right you can check in but you can never leave yeah, you can check out, but you can never leave. Oh yeah, you can check out, but you can never leave. On a dark desert highway, cool wind in my hair, warm smell of colitas, rising up through the air. 
I still don't know what colitas are. Still don't know what? What colitas are. One smell of colitas. I don't know what that means. I feel like it's a very California thing. You should know. <laughs> Warm smell of colitas? Colitas. <laughs> Maybe one of our listeners knows what, what is going on with the Kalita. Has to be a drink or a flower, right? We gotta hear the at least the main part. California. Great song. Very good one. I was wondering, you know, that song is so creepy. It basically is about a haunted hotel, right? I wonder. Well, it's a metaphor. <laughs> but is it? But apparently, I was researching, and you know that song where it's like, stabbed it with their steely knives, but they just can't, just can't kill me. That is a throwback at, at um, Steely Dan. Apparently, Steely Dan had mentioned the Eagles in one of their songs and so they were sort of calling them out in their song. Oh, nice. Well, it's a long-time listener and previous guest. Electronic voice phenomenon pioneer Gary Arnold said classic tune. Absolutely. It certainly is, Gary. So, but I was wondering, CJ, do you think that that's actually about a real hotel? Maybe I've heard about haunted hotels in California. According to what I have read, and, and I watched the Eagles documentary several years ago, it's more about just the life of luxury that California has to offer in terms of the famous lifestyle and the fast lifestyle and the rich and the famous and then all of a sudden the drugs and the addiction and people getting trapped in all of it and you know maybe mentally checking out but they can't actually get away from any of it. So I don't, I don't think that there's a real hotel. I mean, there is a hotel in California I have been, but it's not, the song is not about that. <laughs> <laughs> My number four, let's see. Number four, where are you? Here we go. One of my favorite groups. What I like, they get right into it, right? Like the title, right at the beginning. No question what's going on. And so this is so spooky because in terms of Stephen King land, one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite books, The Shining, is Danny and his creepy dad and his weak mother driving up to the old hotel, right, that they're about to, to sit for the winter. This is on the radio. That's why I always turn around to change directions when bad news arrives. <laughs> and as Danny would have said, Yeah, that's a fantastic song. So good. Red Rom. Very bad omen for 
Creedence Clearwater Revival. Jumping into number three. So, Oyvind, did you do you know those two songs? I'm sure you do. That we just played Hotel oh, yeah, California yeah. and Bad Moon Rising. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I just heard I think Hotel California three times on the radio today. So yeah, I know them. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Get out. Yeah, it's played still all popular. The time. <laughs> Very popular. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Good. Good for the Eagles. They are yeah. just uh, timeless, I guess. I have a feeling the Eagles have done a few tours in Europe. <laughs> They've been here a couple of times before, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so take us to your number three. Right, so I've got some um, Nordic noir, some Norwegian angst for you. Aha, oh. um, uh -huh. most people think, in America, think about Take On Me, you know? The teeth-popper uh, yes. kind of sprightly yep, right. synth tune but uh, this one is more the real aha which is often about you know murder and think spooky things like that and this song is uh, full of that kind of dark and eerie uh, vibe you know it was actually a song that they, they sent to david lynch uh, and wondered could you direct the uh, video for this and he said no i can't because i'm busy with twin peaks and then they uh, noticed a few months later that on the um it's a song called sycamore leaves by the way and on the twin peaks uh soundtrack album there was a song called sycamore trees which is very oh. resembling very much resembling this one so he kind of pinched it but anyway it's for, it's it's about murder <laughs> very creepy oh wow this is sycamore leaves and uh cj i was talking about or even before the show. One thing I noticed about several songs on his list, and it's like he just referenced, the groups are known for certain things in America, right? But I never realized the things that they were known for were overseas. Like totally different things. Right. Yeah. Because honestly, I never would have said in a million years, "Aha!" had a song about murder. Right, and it's so peppy. It you wouldn't think that it is a murder. You would really have to listen to close. Yeah. Came upon this feeling that someone's lying, covered by sycamore leaves. Mm. <laughs> I'll never see sycamore leaves the same. I know. I I like it. The thing is, you know, when I think of "Aha." I think of just a really, you know, like stereotypical 80s pop sound. I don't think of anything dark and mysterious. I've, I've never heard that song before. It's, it's kind of dark and, and grungy almost. It's not aha, <laughs> so, but I guess it is. Actually, mo most of the material is very dark, oh, actually. Wow. Just it's kind of glossy really? production, but it's kind of yeah, dark, I yeah. Only know the one song, I suppose. Yeah. Take hmm. on me. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm learning all kinds of new things today about music, which 
I need to because I don't know anything about music. So this is good. This is healthy for me. That was a good one, Sycamore Leaf. Though I will say, <laughs> I did listen to a lot of the suggestions provided to me by my Facebook friends, and it was terrifying. Some of the things that people sent between Rob Zombie and Eminem, and whew, it was it was rough. It was a rough day listening to some of those yesterday. I should mention that the Hotel California, while it was on my list, there were a couple of other people that suggested it too. And my friend Roberto in Puerto Rico listed it as well. So again, Hotel California is just all over the world popular. But my number three, again, takes me back to my childhood and um, reminds me so much of my dad. I just weekends at home, my dad would be working in the yard and the Pink Floyd album, The Wall, would be playing. And as a kid, you know, I was used to very happy, fun songs and all of the music on that <laughs> CD seems so dark, but I know all of the words because I heard it. And then again, listening to it as an adult, you go, what is happening here? So, so Comfortably Numb is my number three song. And I don't know that much about Pink Floyd, but I have been researching them the past few days to learn a bit more. And it sounds like The Wall was came at a very tumultuous time in the band's career and represents what was going on in their lives and just how they felt about performing in general. Like they were up there performing, but the people that were watching them, you know, their lips were moving and they were singing along, but were so disconnected from the band themselves. And I, apparently one performance, and I don't remember which band member it was, but they were given some sort of medication to help them with some pain, and they just were super numb during the whole performance, and that's where that's where this song was, was born from, was just this feeling of like, I'm totally numb up here performing, and the whole audience has no idea. They're still like super invested in having the time of their lives, so disconnected from how I actually feel. Sort of like going to the dentist. I think it's a little deeper, <laughs> deeper meaning than that, but sure. <laughs> I can't say I've ever been comfortably numb at the dentist. I think every time I'm like, a little more, please, I can feel that. <laughs> I've never been comfortable at the dentist. <laughs> the only thing, the main thing I know about Pink Floyd, and Oivin probably knows a lot more than I do, because I, I Pink Floyd is, is he British or Australian? It's a band, first of all. It's a band, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. They're from, uh, they're from uh, Cambridge, England. Oh, wow. So the main thing I know about Pink Floyd is we don't need no education. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's from the same album. So, Evan, maybe you know more than I do in terms of that album. I, I feel like there's a whole history to that album that I was trying to learn yesterday in the five minutes I had. Yeah, it's basically like a, a big kind of run through of all the demons of Pink Floyd. First of all, they had the, the initial leader, Sid Barrett, was one of the drug casualties from the 60s. So he, he went insane from all of his uh, LSD use. So it's kind of based yeah. on him. And it's also based on Roger Waters' kind of anger. Uh, he lost his father in the war. So it's kind of a lot of that as well. And in the film, Talking by Creepy, um, the main character in the film, The Wall, is played by um, Bob Geldof. And he's completely strung out in the scene where this song is played, oh. if you've ever seen it. Yeah. No, I've never seen it. No. I, and now I, I need to. I forgot about the movie. Actually, 
I actually had the pleasure of talking to Bob Geldof on the phone because I was doing an interview with him. Really? And I asked him about his time at Pink Floyd, and he says that was was a really wacky time. Oh wow! <laughs> to, to, uh, to do that movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's my brush with fame. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, okay, perfect look, timing. Yeah. I'm glad that I chose that yeah. song. Till today, a second yeah. brush with fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until today, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like this could be a VH1 behind the, the music story, the Pink Floyd story. There probably is behind the music. Oh, I think there's plenty. Yeah, there's tons of documentaries and books and all sorts of things on them. My number three, and I think I'll do this number three, then we've got our number twos, and then we've got a special treat from Oivan and the band Todd and Karen. We've got a special song from them that they prepared for us called Mr. Beardsley. It's a wonderful song. And then CJ and I have a few honorable mentions before we get to our number one. But my number three, I'm going to, and I'm sticking with my Stephen King theme here comes from a movie that was billed as a movie that will scare the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. It was on all the posters. It looked scary. It sounded scary. Turns out, not so scary. Not a very good movie at all. <laughs> kind of the scariest thing in the movie is like a lawnmower chases somebody. Like, oh, that's that's not super scary. Probably sounded scary in the, scarier in the book, right? But the movie was Maximum Overdrive. It was kind of controversial at the time that a movie would claim that it will scare the hell out of you. You know, like, oh, they said the word hell in the advertisement. But this song, every time I hear it, I always think of Halloween. I always think of Maximum Overdrive. If you're not familiar with Maximum Overdrive, it's basically about a comet goes through Earth's atmosphere and somehow brings to life all mechanical things in the world and as it turns out especially automobiles so the main villain in the show is like this big truck with a green goblin head i'm sure y'all have seen this thing so here is my number three let me find it here it is and i just i love the beat it is a band oivan probably knows well too this is not one of their more popular songs either but acdc the Bon Scott ACDC. It's another lonely evening. In another lonely town. But I ain't too young to worry. Mine ain't too old to cry. When a woman gets me I just think it's such a cool, slow... Sad beat. Got another empty bottle. Mm, and another empty bag. So another great thing about Maxim Overdrive, the entire soundtrack is by ACDC. Really? Yeah. So how old is Stephen King? He's getting up there. His taste in music and my dad's taste in music. <laughs> he wrote his first book in 74. And here we go. They're going to ride on. Gonna do. 
of course. This is about all the, I guess, demon-possessed vehicles that have come to life now. Maybe they're not demon-possessed. They're comet-possessed or something. They're possessed by something, and they're just riding on. The thing is, they can't just kill all the humans, right? So they actually have a symbiotic relationship with the humans because somebody's supposed to put gas in them. <laughs> so they had to keep the small band of humans, including Emilio Estevez, alive at a gas station, right? And somehow, like, they got bazookas in there and stuff. And uh, again, it was supposed to scare the hell out of you, but. You know, the terror of filling cars up with gas just didn't quite play out as good on screen as, as they know. <laughs> so, Maximo Overdrive, not a good movie. Incredible soundtrack. And that's my number three. Excellent. Good choice. To be continued. You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. To help keep us going, please be sure to visit patreon.com backslash allthingsunexplained. Our Patreon patrons get early access to podcasts as well as exclusive audio and video clips. Or you can find us on Venmo under the business accounts. Just look for at Bigfoot UFO. Additionally, you can support us at buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained. If you can't get enough of us, go ahead and check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats. Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.